This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Holiday Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, M.D. Mike Brody. <laughs> Andy Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. You're supposed to say special guest, Mike. I'm <laughs> the most special guest, Mike Brody. There you go. <laughs> Excellent special guest. Excellent special guest. Right there. We'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. And then Mike Bruni came in that afternoon and did the show. We're going to rock out right here. Here we go. Great song. I know. It is a great song. Mike Brody in studio. What do you got going, Mike? Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be at the House of Comedy headlining. Uh, yeah, Excellent. yeah. Excellent. And uh, see, I got a new YouTube channel. I started vlogging behind the scenes for comedy. I heard that. Yeah, so it's not it's not just like oh comedy set. It's like before and after and the stuff behind the scenes and you know in the green room and stuff like that. It's been pretty fun. Not, nobody's ever done that before, have they? 
I don't think. I don't think they have. I looked it up and I couldn't find any. There was one dude in France that did a little weird stuff, but it, <laughs> no, in France, the Fr- French comedy scene. Well, him. I was going to say you found a French guy who's funny. <laughs> oh, I, oh, know, I never oh, said oh, that. Dachau, oh, the bell. Ralph I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe it. The comedians <laughs> are they receptive to this? It seems like some of those fellows are kind of. You're kind of nervous. I mean, it's really, that's a hard job. Well, most of the time it's people that I'm bringing, so they don't have a choice. Yeah, well, oh, there you go. I'm like, oh, you want to do this gig? <laughs> You're coerced. Start dancing. I like it. <laughs> Start dancing, baby. But yeah, it's it's been pretty cool, and uh, I you know I've done huh. little like one nighter bar gigs, and then a, a week long you know a weekend club full week, and then I just did a corporate in Cleveland and went down to do a cruise. So it's like all this different stuff. Right. You know? right. That one I just got back from like last Sunday night. So you got you got back from where? Uh, doing this it me. was a Norwegian cruise that I was working in. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it started in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and then went to, let me see, Aruba, Curacao. I thought it was Caraco, but it's Curacao. Curacao, yeah. Uh, and then St. Lucia and St. Kitts and then back to St. That's Santa. awfully nice. Yeah, That's a great nice. trip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I got, well, for me, a tan. You know. Yeah, it's pretty. You are pretty tan for you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That is that's a fact. You're pretty damn tan for you. Now, how doing those cruise ships? Um, I've been on a cruise ship before, but there were there was no entertainment on the. Uh, we took a cruise to Cuba, mm-hmm. and there was no entertainment on there. So, what's it like performing for a, like a captive audience? Is that fun? It is fun because you know. I don't know about the other cruises because I've only done Norwegian so far, right. but they build a comedy club in there. It feels yeah, like a regular right. comedy. It's not, right. you know, the old myth is that you're in the corner by a salad bar and old blue-haired ladies are, ah, you know, but no, it feels like a real comedy club. The only major difference is, you know, you're in the middle of the ocean. Two, uh, you'll see them all week. It's the only time I've ever had a heckler. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's the only time I've ever had a heckler apologize to me three days later. Really? Yeah, because I saw oh. him. He comes up, he goes, hey, uh, I was pretty drunk the other night. Yeah. I think I yelled at you. I'm sorry. That's never happened no, in my entire I, career. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He that's kinda, a very cool he, thing. he got there. I got there. I wasn't even up for 20 seconds. He goes, when did the joke start? Like, he was just waiting to say that, oh, you know? I, I hadn't even finished uh. my joke. And I just look. He was wasting. I go. I don't know. Probably when you sober up. So like in a week. <laughs> well done. Yeah, about then a got, week. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine days. Something like that. You yeah. know, right in that ballpark. In any game. Yeah, I've never understood the heckling uh, comedians, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they're a lot better at ad libbing than you are. So we why would win. you do that? Yeah. Yeah, you're always going to win. Yeah, they're not going to beat us. No. I mean, why? Yeah. Once, that's a good idea to heckle them. I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to encourage it at all, but like. Sometimes I don't mind it because I know it's fun to tear them down. Yeah. The, the worst kind of heckling is the people that you're hitting your punchline and they start yelling oh, stuff. I hate and then that. it just it derails the joke. Yep. That's what I really, really hate. But there's there's been this trend. One of the um, there's a comic out there that has these videos like comedian destroys heckler. And I feel like I've heard at his shows that people show up now to heckle him. Oh, and you it, know, yeah. Yeah, and I think it encourages other people to do it, yeah. you know? Yep. And so it's part of the job. you got to be prepared to deal with it, but you just you also don't want it. But you got to be – it's like a reality. Right. You know? Right. It's like being a firefighter and having safety planned or whatever, you know? Hmm. I'm not a firefighter. I don't know what they do. <laughs> they fight fire. <laughs> if I, well, I knew that. <laughs> That's all they do. That's pretty Basic much it. That's everything. <laughs> Tom Farley was on the morning show this morning, as a matter of fact. Chris yep. Farley's older brother. Tom's going to do a, a speech tomorrow night at Hazel and Betty Ford uh, for uh, first responders. Wait, how many brothers does he have? About is, 15. I was say, isn't there a Kevin Farley? Well, there's a Kevin Farley. There's a Tom Farley. There's okay. a there's another Joel Farley. So he's sober? Or he's uh, just doing a speech at the... They're all sober now. Okay, they're all sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Tom and I kind of talked about it. They're like, so does anybody in the uh, Farley family still drink? Well, no, but... <laughs> 
But he was talking quite a bit about the fact that when, when Chris, you know, was hitting the wall pretty bad, the family came to him and said, hey, you know, you got to stop drinking, Chris. You're drinking way too much. No drugs, none of the rest of it. He said, the whole time I'm telling this, I'm ha- I got a beer in my hand. <laughs> like, well, that's real nice. Right, right. You should, you know, you should stop drinking. <laughs> right. like, oh, okay. But, Tom, yeah, Tom's a great guy. But oh, cool. That's a, that's a tough road to hoe right there, man. All those brothers and cousins and all the rest of it. Nice Catholic, Irish Catholic family in Madison, Wisconsin. That's where oh. he grew oh, up. Oh, that's right. They did, and, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, Tom's a great guy. But, he, yeah, he's, he's doing the first responders uh, speech at Hazelden, Betty Ford, tomorrow night. So that'll be very cool. Right. I like that a lot. Is he a comedian or just a public speaker? I think he, I don't know if he does any comedy. I don't think so. Hmm. Doesn't seem like it anyway. I've never heard about his name like on the circuit or anything like that. But. No, no. So I just, I just think he's he's doing yeah. it to, to try to help people get off the get off the hooch, as my mother That's would right. say. <laughs> hey, you know, I heard our guy down the block's pretty bad on the hooch now. I honestly but, think Hazelden accounts for like a quarter of the arts in Minneapolis. You know, because people oh, come yeah. here and they stay. Food, yeah, particularly. Yeah. Almost every great restaurant has a former booze hound yeah. from Hazelden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from Hazelden is it's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of well, Andrew Zimmern, he came yeah. to town for that very several, a yeah. lot of them. I've known several people that have ended up staying here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I could, you know, keep it close to them or whatever. Right. You ever done anything out at Hazelden? No. It's really a cool crowd because they're really appreciative and very, yeah. very happy. January thirteenth, also. So I'm tomorrow at the House of Comedy, but then uh, the next month I'm doing this thing called the Addicts Comedy Tour. It's on Monday, January 13th, and uh, headliner's Andy Gold. So I'm headlining tomorrow, but this one is his tour, so I just kind of jumped on it. It's a sober comedy night thing. And so me, the three comics are all sober, and uh, it's the stuff that he goes around the country doing it. So there's going to be a big audience for that. Not a lot of liquor sales that night. There's going to be a lot of that, though, I think, coming up in the future. I really do think that's true, that that people – Andy, do you think people your generation have – I looked at booze and kind of went, yeah, it's really not for me. Mm, I don't know. I think a lot of people still drink enough. They hit, they hit the. I feel like this generation, the the millennials, you know, uh, are really into like drugs. Yes. I think that the hippies were into drugs, and then uh, ge- yeah. Generation X, yeah. yeah, they did their cocaine and stuff like that. But it, you know, it kind of leveled out. But this one's really into like Molly and uh, uh, DMT, all, the all this stuff. Yes, lots of psychedelics. Psycho- yeah. Oh, that's a bad. And, like idea. as a lifestyle, they're like, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know how that movie ends. Yeah, <laughs> not good. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not going to be good. What's funny about that? And it's funny you bring that up because. You know, I was a teenager. I was, I had just become a teenager when all that stuff started back in the 60s. And then I do remember the next generation of people were as preppy as hell yeah. in response to that whole thing. Because it's a pendulum swing from their right. parents. And that's what's going to happen in the next generation. They're going to go, yeah, really? Yeah. I, I'm wearing a suit and a tie. Yeah. What do you think? I went to a battle of the jug bands at the Caboose once. A battle of the <laughs> yeah. jug yeah. bands? And they had a buffet, breakfast Touch buffet. Down, baby. And so I went and I saw OG hippies. Like, these were not like really? 80s hippies. These were like Woodstock era hippies that Ooh. were still doing it. They weren't the ones that went yuppies. These were, they, they, they never stopped. Yeah, and it is not good. No, 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 no. <laughs> or pretty. They look like the cat in the hat got run over by a tractor and left oh, in a ditch, man. and crawled out, oh. and it's just uh, not being judgy. But it's like, wow, that is. That's what I say. I know how that movie ends. It's like, there's right. one brain cell left amongst those people. What was it? What were the big years of the wet T-shirt contest? What 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 years were those? It was really big in the nineties, yeah. especially 90s? with like Girls Gone Wild. And then they started getting busted for like not oh, carding people right. well enough. That's right. And then that kind of put it into that. The reason I bring it up is. Because this hippie couple's there, and the guy's got the you know the long gray hair, and you know because it 
he was 20 years past the deadline or whatever. Yeah. But he's all hippied up and all the rest of it. And he's got this girlfriend who was, it was just, she was a bigger woman, you know, and she was all hippie too, which kind of surprised me that they would be there because they were drunk. And then she was going to be part of the wet T-shirt contest, I guess. But they kind of cut her from the, uh, they called her from the herd. Because before it starts, they go up on stage. And there's no mic or anything yet. So the guy yells out, here's your winner. And pulls her shirt up. They're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Can you imagine today? That would be a lot of trouble. You know who I was standing right next to because I was, you know, back in the day? Remember the the actor James Darren? Guy started on the Time Tunnel, and oh, yeah. he was in. It might have been in T.J. Hooker, and a really handsome young guy, a singer. And I will never forget. He looked at me like, "What the hell kind of town do you live in?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't blame it on me. I had nothing to do with it. But yeah, that whole deal is that. I don't know, man. But uh, so that I would, I'd see. I would like going to see a comedian on a cruise ship. Yeah, I would like that a lot. I think. You know, laughing, have you go to the buffet and you know, a little comedy, and life is good. Well, the one, oh sorry, the one they did for us, it's it's different every every. I've been on four, you know, and I have some more coming up, but it's been the schedule's been different every week. But this time they had a PG three a night PG show, PG thirteen show, our show. Okay. So yeah. you know, you just got to have all the tools, you know. But and people come to the ones they bring their kids to the G one, mm-hmm. yeah, and, they, and yeah. then they expect dirty for the eleven o'clock late one. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's not really one thing or another, you know. But did they, did they make the servers at the buffets and uh, and the dinner and all that stuff shop sh- stop showing pictures of their children and how they need money to help raise their children? Oh, that's it. That used to happen on cruises oh, all wow. the time, man. Yeah, they don't do that now. Oh, it's really sad. My kids don't have anything to eat. I'm like, oh God, really? It's basically like, yeah, you. There's a lot of people that want to work on those things, so like. People stay yeah. in line. That, yeah, that, that wouldn't that. fly now. No, I imagine that's probably true. Andy, you remember the little red boat, don't you? Vaguely. Do you remember vomiting from the horrible tornado? Remember the perfect storm? The yeah, three yeah, storms yeah. that came together? Yeah. Well, the southern one passed right over our cruise ship as it was headed north. Ooh. Holy Christ. Mm-hmm. It was rocking and rolling so badly that I got a bloody nose from it, wow. from, from just rocking back and forth. My God, it was horrible. And that's nothing you can do about it. Like, nope. I, when I got on nope. one week, they were like, "Oh, good thing you're here now," because they're like, a day and a half ago, we had 30 foot waves. <laughs> oh, oh. well, that was about right. About yeah. the same story. Whoa. Yeah. It's like nothing you can do about Mother Nature. There's nothing you can do about it. You just ride it out, and that's yeah. just the way it goes. It's just like being on an airplane. You don't panic unless you see the crew or staff panicking. <laughs> yeah, right. If, they're, they if they're yawning, you're like, okay, we're fine. But if they're shaking, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> I will tell you this: uh, when we did pull into port that morning. Because it was overnight that it happened. Yeah. We pull into port that morning. I said, no, I'm just, I'm just going to go upstairs take a walk on deck. Had to walk kind of gingerly because all the piles of vomit that were up on the deck. Oh, I like, oh my God. Ugh, <laughs> I mean, wow. just everywhere. I, what I hate, though, is when I go on cruises, I don't get seasick on the boat. Yeah. I, like a couple days after, I get seasick just walking. Because my do? body, yeah, like if you start, I'll, I'll walk down a hallway and I'm like, whoa. And I feel like I'm no, going like this. And then I'm like, <laughs> I don't get seasick at all. But if I go on a kid's ride backwards, I, it's the worst. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't understand. No, you're right. I don't get it. <laughs> I go on a kid's ride backward after Wendy's or yeah, yeah, it's 
I went on the Gravitron once eight times in a row as a kid. I think that the Gravitron. Oh, and then I went on one of those like you know the romantic, uh, scary ride things by myself, and uh, <laughs> and then I threw up in it. I was in middle school. I, th- I threw up in it, and I went out and told. I know there's probably not the. I don't know what they call them these days, but we call them carnies. Mm-hmm. And carnies, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I went and told the carny. I go. I threw up in there, and he goes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't care. Yeah, those carnies. I'll hold it down. Yeah. That's the other thing, having four brothers. Ah, that's great. I'm at the Minnesota, great Minnesota get-together, get the Minnesota State Fair. I get a call. Hey, uh, would you come on over to the uh, Midway? Uh, your brother's over here. I'm like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> now nah, you need to get over here. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Apparently my brother was walking down the Midway, and a guy came out and grabbed him. Uh-oh. To bring him to the ride, mm. he didn't grab him for long. Who, my brother? Yeah. He's a teenager. Oh, okay. Beat the shit out of the guy. Too. I'm like, what are you doing? Why did he grab him? I don't know. I have a no idea. A random guy just grabbed your brother. Well, it was a carny. Oh. A carny grabbed him. Oh. The drag went, come on, on the, come on the ride, come on. Like, Let go of me right That's now. That's weird. Yeah. I don't think they allow that anymore. No. And that guy didn't have any teeth to knock out anyway. So, <laughs> you know, luckily, he didn't do a lot of damage. <laughs> Knocked out the one he had. Yeah, the one he had left. It always looks so good in the movies, you know? Like, <laughs> join the carnival! Yeah, but yeah, exactly. it's really not, it's not yeah. that romantic. It's not what you're looking for. The bearded lady end up marrying her. You know, it's... Yeah. Uh. I don't know if I could marry a bearded woman. Can't. I don't think so. Those are all fake. Well, maybe they're not. Maybe not that one. I don't know. I don't the know. original bearded lady. No, well, in that movie laddie. Freaks, you ever see Freaks? The, oh, I love they that They were movie. all real carnival workers. I one think. of us. Yeah. One of Google us. Gobble. Google gobble. Google gobble. One of us. I love that movie. Yeah. How about the half man guy? The guy was just like yeah. from the tits up. That he, was, he, <laughs> could, he could fling himself around. He could. He it was jumped amazing. up a trailer in that movie. And, yeah. I, I think later on in life, uh, Jerry Springer got one of those guys on his show. The guy would just walk around in his yeah. hands the whole, the whole That's show. That's weird. Oh. Like, what are you doing? Why do you poop? Uh, I'm sure. Are you asking me? Oh, they figured <laughs> so that when you when when a when a child's born that way, they uh, adapt in remarkable ways. Mm-hmm. Remarkable ways. So they just kind of just drop a deuce right well, there out of their also, guts. Oh, they, well, they get they learn how to. There's also different really? things. There's a there's a local comic that uh, he uh, he's in a wheelchair and it, and it appears that he doesn't have a lower half, but he does. He has legs. You just can't see him. Well, you can't see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's just the same way for so everybody. So they're not fully developed. You mean the yeah, legs are? Yeah. Oh, okay. So and I never asked him like, hey, how do you poop? You know, but I'm, I'm assuming just normally. As we go to break for two quick seconds, Chris Eggert on the Cakey Morning Show now on Wednesdays at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know Chris Eggert, the uh, anchor over Channel 5? Uh, he's walking along with Chris O'Connor, one of our salespeople, and one of the other salespeople goes, Chris, why are you limping? Well, he's got an artificial leg. That might be why. <laughs> I mean, why would you go up to someone and go, why are you limping? <laughs> you know, why do you have an eye patch on? <laughs> What's under there? What's <laughs> oh, we'll be right back. More with Mike Brody right after this. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them 
and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Nabla. <laughs> Chuck Nabla. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Burl lives when he's not hitting on kids. Talk about carnies. I had heard. I had heard that he liked the little, like the boys, like the little boys or something. Don't ruin Rudolph for me. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Well, we have a caller, Phil, who's got a carny story. Oh, Phil! Phil, were you the carny that got in a fist fight with my brother? Uh, no, not quite. I was the uh, guy who graduated from high school and went around um, various fairs and did the computer pictures. You put them on T-shirts and posters oh, yeah. and whatnot. Sure, yeah. yep. So that was my paid vacation after high school. And uh, right before I went up to, to school in Bemidji. And, of course, at that point, I'm wearing polo shirts and, and Bermuda shorts and trade torn tennis shoes. And I'm the preppy, but I'm doing carny work. But the guy across from me is uh, seriously in no T-shirt, bib overalls, and a Jack Daniels hat. <laughs> <laughs> this girl walks up to me and to get her picture taken and uh, you know buy one of my posters and stuff. And she says, "You're not really with these people, are you?" And I was like, "What's your first clue?" That <laughs> <laughs> I have all my teeth. <laughs> well, you're wearing a shirt. Yeah, you're wearing a shirt yeah, on I, top of that. I was wearing actually a fairly nice shirt, considering what everybody else is wearing. So I could see that absolutely. But that was my humor for the day for you. You're a good man. Thanks, Phil. Yep. Have a good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good God, the, the fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I've never been to one of those sideshow deals. I'm, I'm not sideshow, but what free, do they call it? The traveling show. carnival or whatever? Yeah, they're probably pretty rare now. Never, yeah, yeah, I would imagine they're. And, and, yeah, and it's and uh, it's my supposition that the thing that's taken <laughs> in that place has have been actors like who or these horrific not horrific stories but these people that have social problems continually on social media and things like that. Sure. Michael Jackson was he to a certain extent was sort of the sideshow. He became yeah. the sideshow. Well, whenever they have them in a movie, it's always in like the early 1900s in some small town where they can't even, they hardly leave. Right. You know, so it's like, yeah, oh, the, the world. You pay you know? 10 cents to go see the, the bearded lady. Yeah. It's very, very <laughs> true. I uh, never went to a freak show in my life. I just saw nothing, no upside. It's like, why do I want to go be depressed? Mm-hmm. You know, seeing, they, and they were called 
oddities after a while. And then they didn't like that name either. But there were freak shows of people that supposedly like the alligator woman and the bearded lady and the blah, blah, blah. They had the world's smallest man. No. <laughs> and he was about, if he was two feet tall, I'd be shocked. He was yep, not he was very so big. Cute. And we walked through. He, he was an African-American guy. But less than he was less than two feet tall, right? So the, apparently I didn't go through, but all my friends went through. And so <laughs> the smallest man in the world is smoking a cigarette. <laughs> now, I'm not making this up. It's true. Now, this is at the Minnesota State Fair probably 50 years ago. Probably 50 years ago, right? So the smallest man in the world smoking a cigarette like this. And my friend Greg says, you know, smoking will stunt your growth. And he goes, fuck you, motherfucker. That is awesome. Wait a minute, Minnesota State Fair. It's like, really? Smoking will stunt your growth. My friends, I'm surprised we all lived. i got to be honest with you. Bunch of smart asses. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, God, the guy. And the guy had a, an afro, I guess, like the size of a basketball. It was like... You're 18 inches tall and your hair is bigger than you are. <laughs> what causes that, Ralph? The people be born to be that tiny. Well, some people, well, the genetic dwarfs, you know, they they have serious joint and bone growth problems. So, oh, okay. So the little people typically have, have those kind of things. So yeah. they 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 just have terrible orthopedic problems. They have a hard time getting around. Sometimes, um, well, it's like. Uh, Vern Troyer, he he was in. A, last time I saw him, he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, he was. He, yeah. he, just, he, yeah, just, he, was. he just couldn't get couldn't get around. Mini-me, so, yeah. uh, but someone who is just in all proportions the same, you know, that yeah. can be a genetic thing. But I I don't know that's a fault. It could just a it's just the fluke. way it is. It's just right? a fluke, like a tiny fluke, yeah. tiny Tim. In, yeah. In the uh, Ring Brothers, he was the same way. He's at all the proportions. Were, he just was a small, small person. Yeah. And I think anybody, and that's a, they refer to the, that, that person is a midget. The technique that's the term for that is a midget. Is a midget. Yeah. Who, because everything is proportionately small as opposed to a dwarf or dwarfism, which is really a, a, a medical condition and, and birth defect. So why is midget an insult? Because it's not really. Because it's inaccurate, right? If it's, it's if inaccurate. That, the, yeah, we call, if the yeah, proportion yeah, of persons right. a midget, and, then, and, a, then and what we right. think of as a midget is a dwarf. Yeah. Then yeah, you're just getting true. the term wrong. That's yeah. true. And you're, yeah. not, you're maybe de- you know, demeaning their really medical condition or you're trivializing their medical condition. So I can see it. I suppose, yeah. You don't want to be picking on people anyway. What the hell? No. What are you going to do? Mike has a nice package for the listener. <laughs> Not that package. Hey, Jesus oh, Christ. Where's this going? <laughs> Sir, Mike midgets. has Sir. a nice offering for the listener. Turn no, I can't say offering either. <laughs> well, it's the way you said it. You know, your package, Mike, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Thank you, right. Thanks. So, you know, this time of year, a lot of companies like to have company parties, and not every business has the budget to come out and, like, sure. spend a ton of money. So I decided for the thing tomorrow, I have a code where for four people or more, you get half off. So if people want to bring their company parties, you don't have to be a company party, but it's kind of aimed at that. Right. Like, so it's... Uh, uh, Brody HOC, B R O D Y HOC. If you go on the on uh, houseofcomedy.net and buy your tickets and put in Brody HOC, it's fifty uh, percent off four more tickets. And if you've not been there, it's a great room anyway. Yeah, it's a really good room. And there's a few things to do out at the out at the Mall of America in case you want to go before or after the show. You you can find stuff to do out there. I want to go to that new VR place. I can't remember what it's called. It's got some virtual reality. Yeah, it's got really? it's got a uh, it's like the vault or something the like that. Vault. Something like that. Something dramatic. But uh, I, <clears throat> my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law have uh, in their basement. They have like a 
a VR den. I don't know what else to call it, but uh, I, pl- I, I, my wife. I haven't drank in almost eight years, but uh, my wife, when I was playing this game, she's, I, she's like, you got the crazy eyes. Like I got, like, like I was like, I, they had to tell me to leave. It was like so addicting. It's this archery game. You feel it feels just as real as being in this room. Really, it's insane. Like, and uh, he was playing poker for a while, and he told me he forgot that he wasn't just a part of the game because oh. the people at the table that you dress a certain way and they move like they all their stuff they blink and their arms mm-hmm. move and it's not so it, really you, yeah so it like feels like right here and you're playing for six hours and then you take it off and you're like oh wait I'm in a different room oh that's oh my god weird for your yeah. brain it's, there's gonna be issues when this even gets more because yeah. right now it's still kind of rudimentary it's it's great but yeah. like in it, it, five years going to be like what's this garbage from five years ago mm-hmm. people are gonna get like lost in it well I was talking yeah. to Dave about virtual reality and I I think that might be the future of comic books because I was like that would be so cool mm. if if you're a nerd and into comic books that'd be because there's such this uh, back you know people don't yeah. buy comics like they used to and I thought it'd be movies. Wouldn't that be cool, though, if you could buy, uh, do a virtual reality comic book and be, like, in the comic book with the characters, but have everything be still, but, like, you're yeah. in the book? Bu- I, I don't think know you'll that. ever grow up. No. <laughs> no. No. I, no, I, I, I won't. I'm Dave. What are you talking well, about? Well, that's true. You got no shot. He's like shot. a big kid. He is. <laughs> Andy and I were talking before, uh, before the podcast uh, about virtual reality and that sort of thing, and, and it's my understanding medically that... If you do virtual, and this is, these are studies from the government who have been doing it for decades with regards to training and training exercises, is that if you're in a virtual reality environment, you can be impaired, like chemicals, for 24 to 48 hours, operating machinery and doing things like that. So you have to be really? very careful. Yeah, so really? be very well, careful about that. The game that I got addicted to was an archery game, and how you moved around was there would be these – you'd look around, there'd be little, little cylinders of light, and you'd click a button yeah. in that direction, and you, you would end up there. So that was really great. But then I did one where you you just run. You push forward and you run, and I got really sick. That kind of thing makes people sick a lot when yeah. you actually move around in the game as opposed to teleport. Yeah. yeah, and that's that a big ooh. thing they have to figure out. The whole day I was off. After the running, yeah, around. That, and that's really? the, those are real risks. With and no one really, I don't completely understands it because it's so very new, and you, it, you're having this huge mass of people starting to enjoy that medium. And somewhere along, well, it's just like the 3D glasses at movies. There's a handful of people that get sick just watch doing with those. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, what I, a world. What a world. Ruin yeah. it for everybody, doctor. So go to virtual reality, get sick, and then Brody <laughs> HOC. Brody <laughs> HOC, <laughs> baby. Four people projectile vomiting at the same time. That would be wonderful. Well, hey, I'm going to put that in my bio. What is Mike Brody's comedy like? We can do virtual reality <laughs> yeah. comic shows where you can do it at home. That's called live. No. And then they have that feel that they're in the comedy club. They can hear glasses clinking. They can hear the other people laughing. I think like, that would be the end of comedy for us, though. because then they, Yeah, so? probably would. They would, just, they would home. just click on old videos of Richard Pryor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. The virtual reality Richard Pryor. I'd go see that. Well, as Tupac was a hologram, yeah, right? Yeah. And that was so weird. Prince? No, no. Prince. They didn't. No. They did. A, they wanted to do it, but they an illusion him. of him. Yeah, they did. Right. But uh, oh, Roy Orbison has a hologram. I think Buddy Holly does. Well, does they did really? that one of Michael Jackson. They've done one of Elvis. <laughs> uh, I think that. I don't think I would go to see that. It's, Elvis. It's really weird. Hey man, how you doing, man? Yeah. Which Elvis? Skinny. Fat. It had to be skinny, was, skinny, fat, six, or bloated. It was the uh, the special, the NBC yeah, that's special. Yeah, that's the best of both worlds. It's like oh, middle the career, yeah. the '69. 
believe. Because all the all the Elvis impersonators are fat because they're fat Elvis <laughs> because that's, that's the best they can that's do. True, right? <laughs> you know how hard point. it is to be Sun Records Elvis. You uh-huh. know, like, oh god, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like everybody's like everybody's a Aloha from Hawaii era <laughs> Elvis in the jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite, my favorite Elvis story of all time. A friend named Steve Hatley, and there's a little. A bit, a bit ironic and quite sad, actually, uh, because my friend Steve was killed in a motorcycle accident. Uh, he was only about, God, I think he might not even been 30, but he got killed in a motorcycle accident. The reason I bring that up is because he's at WHBQ in Memphis. He's mm-hmm. working there doing radio. WHBQ, you know, I don't know how they do They were always been a big station in Memphis, Tennessee. So he gets off the air and he walks outside, and here comes Elvis Presley on a motorcycle. He thought... Because he had just taken the job, so he's like, oh, okay, my first week, Elvis Presley comes in on a motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. And as he pulls up, he gets off, and he looks over, he goes, how you doing, man? Like that. My friend says, God, beautiful motorcycle. And Elvis goes, you can have it. Oh, wow. Really? He gave him the keys to his motorcycle. He I just thought you were going to say it was an impressionist. It was no, actually Elvis. No, it was actually Elvis, and he gave him his motorcycle. Wow. Wow. I guess he did that a lot, though. He would give his cars Brand to people. Brandon Cadillac. Brandon yeah. Cadillac, yeah. He would give them away to people. I read the, I've read several books about Elvis, and the favorite, my favorite story about it, because he liked the attention. I mean, there's probably been nobody as famous as Elvis. I no, mean, it's, I it's, yeah. there's a On one hand, maybe, you know. Anyway, he, I think this is later in the mid-'70s, he got deputized by the Denver police, you know, yes, where he's he an did. official. Yeah. And he went out, in his, out his uniform, he went out to eat with them, and it was the first time that he could remember that nobody recognized him. He was eating at a table, and nobody even knew it was really? Elvis. And so he didn't feel comfortable with that. So he walked, this is what I read in the book, he walked to the bathroom, past his table of ladies, and then came out and walked back to the table, nobody recognized So then he walked back to the bathroom, and then he walked back to the table, then he walked back to the bathroom, and then he's walking back, finally, after like the fourth time, and one of the ladies goes, could it be him? And then he turns the table and he goes, could it be who? And then they all go, <laughs> could it be who? Yeah, baby? and then they go nuts. And then he was happy and he could sit down and he could eat. Yeah, he needed a lot of attention. <laughs> oh, he needed no adulation. That's yeah. sweet. That's a little sweet. adulation, no question about it. But, uh, yeah, he, what a character that man was. Oh, yeah. Man, Elvis Presley. You know, they used to have to shut down the amusement park so he could go on the rides. Because if he just went to the amusement park, they, they, they'd get you know, mobbed, so they'd shut it down, and he'd go on, like, rides at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know who's doing something like that today? So I travel, you know, I was just for the cruise, but my wife and I travel. We are in Iceland, and there's this place, and I can't pronounce it. It's too many consonants. It's just... Is it Eberlebet? I don't know. It's, it's like, literally impossible. I couldn't even spell it if I tried, but it's gorgeous. It's just the most beautiful place. We went there. I was, like, my favorite place on Earth. Now you can't go back because Justin Bieber filmed the video there, and it, oh, and it, it got yeah. overrun by people, and it's damaging. It's like, you know, that those the grass takes 100 years to grow, so, like, people don't stay on the, on the designated path. Oh, so they yeah. had to shut it down. And then I was just in Puerto Rico, and, and San Juan, and then there's like this really weird section. It's like the, you know, they're like kind of ghetto, and it's just like right there. You can be like, it, you can see the boundaries of it. It's just so, it's like. Oh, really? And, but it's their own little neighborhood, and then Justin Bieber filmed a video there, <laughs> and now it's becoming like there's, they're going to put like Starbucks in it and stuff. Because it, so it's like ruining that neighborhood for them at least, you know? God. But like, he's just going around the world changing neighborhoods with oh, his yeah. videos. Oh, yeah. Because people, whatever, wherever he goes, people just follow him. They and do? they start doing that. I guess. I don't know. I don't know any of his songs. His name came up this morning. I don't either. I have no idea what the hell he does. But his name came up this morning because that billionaire's row, that woman, they broke into her house, 100 and 
$20 million house or something and stole $66 million in jewelry. Mm. And it's a place called Billionaire's Row. It's, I think it's called Bachelor's Row or something like that, but they call it Billionaire's Row now. And more than half of the houses are just sitting there decaying. Yeah. They moved out because taxes got so high. They just gave the, they yeah. abandoned the houses. Well, do you ever walk around like Lake Harriet or uh, Lake of yeah. the Isles? And you ever see those houses with lights on? You know, you walk around, yeah. half of them are just sitting there. They are just sitting there. You're absolutely right. It's weird. And I think it's all, it has to do with taxes. Uh, the taxes on, what is it? What is his name? Leighton. Leighton Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch's kid who just bought the Beverly Hillbillies mansion, $150 million. <laughs> Dang. Bought the Beverly, Hillies man- uh, Beverly Hillbillies mansion for $150 million. His property taxes are $3.5 million a year. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. $3.5 million a year for property tax. Does he get 10, a rebate? 10000 bucks a day. And by the way, the Beverly Hillbillies mansion is in Bel Air. <laughs> so that was a nice touch. Apparently, it's right next door to Ronald Reagan's house, if you know oh, where that is. Yeah. No, no yeah, I, don't, I don't know. $150 million. It first was on the market for $350 million, but nobody bought it. Right. I wonder why. Yeah, $350 million. Let's see. Who should we get to buy it? Oh, we got to take a break. Be right back. Got another segment with Mike Brody coming up right after this. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the Ultimate Weight Loss Program, powered by Nutmos, is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. I can't get my voice that high. I love the Beach Boys, but I hate this song because everybody knows Christmas comes each time this year. Each time this year. Yeah, I thought it came in May, Brian Wilson. What about uh, May Christmas? Uh, Mike Loved was just on about... A month ago, nicest guy. Really? Yeah, he's on the show a couple times a year. Just nice. a hell of a nice guy. Kevin loves Uncle. Yeah, that's exactly right. He brings that up every time he's on. As a matter of fact, because he knew he used to play for the Timberwolves. Has he said anything about what he thought? Like any like, oh, I hated the Timberwolves or you know anything? Like no, that? no, no, no. He just you know he does talk a lot about playing with LeBron James and all that. And, oh yeah, you know. But uh, Kevin Love's a pretty damn good player. He is. He should get traded. There's no, yeah. no. He doesn't need to be on the Cavs right now. They just no, need to bottom they, out. They. You're absolutely right. 
I remember I got a call from Nick Swartzen one night. He said, I'm down at the, uh, it's, it used to be called the Chambers Hotel. It's like La Meridian now, I think. Okay. Right there, I think it's on 10th and Hennepin, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I got a call uh, from Swartzen. Hey, come on down, man. Let's grab some dinner or whatever. So I go down there. And as I'm walking toward the front door, it's snowing like a bastard outside, right? And I look, and here comes Kevin Love down the sidewalk. He slipped and went about 10 feet in the air. Oh. Somebody that big slipping on the ice. I've never seen anything like it, man. I mean, it was like a cruise ship crash. <laughs> so obviously he was okay because you yeah. would have heard about that. Yeah, you would have yeah. heard about it. Yeah, he, he landed on his back. <laughs> but oh. I will never, honest to God, he went way up in the air, though. It was really weird. Was it like in slow motion because he's so it kinda, tall? Yeah, it kind of looked like it was in slow motion. Imagine the lawsuit. Oh, Jesus. Can you even imagine? <laughs> Can you even imagine what the deal is there? But, uh, yeah, Kevin Love, he's a hell of a player. He is. I didn't. I never met him. I don't. I don't know anything about him he, at all. I, I think he needs to get fat again. Like, yeah. He, he wasn't fat for a normal person, but fat for an NBA player. Yeah. You know? But he yeah. was. He could throw himself around. He got all skinny for LeBron, and yeah. He's, he can get like 18 rebounds a game if he's fat, Kevin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that is okay. Yeah. Fat Kevin get a lot more rebounds. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. How's the NBA doing now? Uh, I mean, my team's not killing it. <laughs> it's never going to happen because, you know, Glenn Taylor spends the damn money. He does everything he's supposed to do as far as I can see. Maybe I'm wrong because you're a bigger fan than I am. I think he I think he does now. I don't think he always – like hiring David Kahn was not great. Yeah, right. Uh, that guy was – I mean, I could have done it. I, I literally could have done a better job. Yeah, but you know all about basketball. But, well, but the guys they have now, uh, you got to give them time. They're making smart moves. They're at least smart. It's the first time we've mm-hmm. had a f- really, really smart front office, like modern. Yeah. Um, so I think there's some moves left to make because we're obviously missing a yeah. piece or seven. But How's the kid doing as a head coach? It's hard to tell. Yeah. I, I think he he. There's some rotation issues where you're like, why yeah, is this yeah, guy still yeah. in? But he's still pretty new, and he's surrounded by. It's like it's almost like football coaches where they have like specialty coaches all around him. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm sure Greg Popovich just knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and everything. So it's again, it's just wait. But I've been the thing is like, I'm, I, if it was in a vacuum, I'd be like, oh, let's just wait. We'll wait. But like, I've been waiting for since I had hair. You know, for the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, to you be good. And, well, Pooh Richardson, baby. Yeah. What does that tell you? How long ago that was? I guess my picture. I took a picture with Sid, and they they put it up on the wall. It's like bigger than life size. Low. But apparently they they covered it up now. Really? So I don't know if it's because of me or because of Sid. But it was one of the two which, of us. That which Sid is this? Sidney Low. No, no, Sid Hartman. Oh, 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 right, right, right. I, thought, I was thinking yeah. of like old Pooh Richardson. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sid Lowe. God, I haven't thought about him in a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I grew up a Celtics fan because we didn't have an NBA team here then, and Kevin but, McHale. That's my other team. I, you kind of have to. I mean, the Timberwolves, as sad as it is, they're my number one far and away. But come May, you got to pick another team that you you're going to yeah. watch. So yeah, you're because of the Garnett connection, I like the Celtics. But. Uh, and I grew up watching the Bulls because in Iowa, where I grew up, we didn't have like we couldn't get. I was two hours south, and we couldn't get Timberwolves games because it was yeah. we didn't have. Yeah. But everybody had WGN and you had TBS. Yeah. And so I would watch. I started watching in '91. I watched all of Jordan's prime, so it was an easy Ooh. choice. Yeah, that wasn't hard to do. No, it was either that or the Celt or not the Celtics, the Dominique Wilkins Hawks. Oh, the Hawks, the Atlanta TBS, Hawks. Yeah. Yep. That wasn't as fun. No, no that was not as fun. I, a big heartbreaker for me was uh, because I was a huge Celtics fan. And I was, it was because of Kevin McHale I first watched him in the first place. And then Kevin McHale won, I don't know how many NBA titles they won in the Celtics at that time. They won three. Three? Yeah. And then, they, then he came to town, and I met him and had a little dinner with him one night. 
and he and I did not get along at all. Really? I mean, we almost got in a fist fight. Really? That have been. It was. You'd have really probably close. lost that one. No. Really? He's yeah. like, isn't he like seven feet tall? Yeah, but he's lanky. Oh, okay. Those kids, <laughs> guys that big cannot throw a punch for shit. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he kind of reminds me of what are those things that you you push on the button and they go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a big fellow though, man. I loved watching him yeah. play though, man. I loved watching. One of the best Kevin post McHale. players of all time. Of all time, yeah. no doubt. And then you throw in Larry Bird, it's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't an attractive team. Robert Between Dennis Parrish. Johnson, Robert yeah, Parrish. Yeah, that's and... true. Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson. You got Larry Bird. Bill Walton. Bill Walton. God, Bill. I just saw him. He's still as goofy as ever. Is he? He's a, oh, God. he was a big hippie. Who's, oh, God, yeah. Who was the one that was telling us a story about He's walking down the beach in Los Angeles, and there was this, like, he said, there's like this 10-foot-tall guy, and his dick was hanging out. <laughs> it was Walton. Oh, wow. He's nude, nude sunbathing on a beach in L.A. It's like, Bill, what, the, what are you doing? Wow. But, yeah, apparently it uh, was quite the package. But in any case. Uh, Timberwolves are going to suck forever, but eventually, the, mathematically, it has to happen sooner or later, not, or they'll just move us to Seattle. No, well, that'll never happen because well, nobody complain, want, they don't want to play here. People people complain that it's the seats are empty, but like you got to give us something to cheer for. That's exactly right. But again, they can't get any really really good players to come here. They no. did for a short time, you know. Obviously, uh, well, look at Milwaukee. How yeah? How, how much warmer? It's got to be roughly the same. Milwaukee, yeah, roughly, it's closer yeah. to Chicago, so they have that. Yeah, but they got John. Well, the thing they have to strike gold in the draft. And Giannis was 15. Lou Cinder was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks, man. Yeah, he left. That didn't take very long. They got a championship, though. <laughs> yeah, they did. Absolutely, they did. As a matter of fact, I gave, uh, and I can't remember who gave it to me, but but somebody gave me one of uh, Lou Cinder, who then became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's wristband yeah. from a game in, I don't remember which NBA championship it was or whatever. But it was given to me. I gave it to my younger brother. Never saw it again. Uh, right. He didn't give a rat's ass. I'm like, well, come on, uh-huh. man. Oh, I love. Listen, I don't understand. People won't play here, but like, I would play in a jar of peanut butter in Antarctica for a fraction of what those guys make. They make a little money. Yeah. How about these baseball players now? Nine years for three hundred and twenty-five million dollars? Are you kidding me? It's a long contract. Nine yeah. years at thirty-two and a half. Well, it's more. It's, it's like what thirty-four million a year, something like that, isn't it? Or maybe See, it's thirty-five. No, I, I don't know. That's a lot of money, but I almost wish the NBA had that because if we could just lock somebody in, yeah, four, four or five years is not enough. You're like, it's constantly looking no, right. over your shoulder, like, okay, they're gonna leave. Yeah, yep. And that's exactly what happened. But I tell you, watching it in person is amazing. That you you can't really see the talent on TV. Oh, yeah. You can in football, you can in baseball, but right. not in basketball or hockey. I don't think. Well, people always Wiggins has been having a better year this year. Right. He's finally yep. you know, and yep. I've always been supportive of him. Uh, but I and probably because I saw him. I think it was his second year, maybe his third. He dunked. It was before Thibodeau got here. He I was I had second row seats on the same side of the court. I saw him dunk over Gobert, and it God. was like. You just see it that as you know, almost like as close as the, twice as far as the wall is. You know, like I, it was insane. It was the most miraculous thing I've ever seen in my life. So people are like, "Oh, he sucks." They're like, "Are you insane?" Like, did, ever, did ever tell you a story that guy told me about uh, Will Chamberlain in high school? No. Oh God, one of the greatest stories of all time. I can't remember. Did he grow up in Philadelphia? I think he did. Doesn't matter. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Whatever. But my friend, we were talking. About, he played in the NBA yeah. for a while, right? And. Uh, I said, what was the toughest game you ever had? He goes, oh, it was in high school. I said, the high school was the toughest game you ever played? Played center for his high school team. And apparently uh, 
Will Chamberlain came in to play him. And Will Chamberlain's girlfriend, you know, the, the old gyms in the old days, would they have a running track around? Yeah. You know, like, the, yeah. like a, uh, Wilt apparently handed his jacket to his girlfriend up in the run. <laughs> he goes, oh, my God, this is not going to be pretty, man. When people talk about, that is insane. People talk about players not being able to translate today. Wilt Chamberlain could. He was an athletic freak. Oh, God, yes. 100, 100 points, first 100-point scorer, I believe. Only. Oh, still only? Oh, I yeah. thought somebody else did it now. No, no. And, and, Never and, been and, done, huh? and in this day and age, people are scoring a ton more like, yeah. right yep. now. But I, yep. people, like, the 60 is the new 50. You know, when people used to score 50, it was like, holy cow. Now it's like, it happens like 15 times a year. Right, right. But still nobody's, I think Kobe Bryant got 81. And that was, God, that was five really? years ago. And he was doing it. He was, Phil Jackson took him out because he's like, the game was over. Yeah. And he was so pissed because he wanted to get that 100. Wanted but, to get the 100. You know, I know that it, it, it happened in college this year. Somebody scored 100 points in a college game. Yeah. Year. I just saw that, yeah. I remember that happening in, like, Grinnell College in the 90s. Yeah, you know, Grinnell. Just, so, yeah. yeah, there you go. Very famous basketball <laughs> game, you know. I don't know. It's a hell of a sport, and it gets, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, our college stand. They did beat Ohio State, though. I mean, ranked number three in the nation. They beat Ohio State. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. So, they'll probably be ranked after that. They're five and five though. So oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so for them, that's their that's their championship game. But see, no I grew what. up being a huge Gopher basketball fan because yeah. again, we didn't have a professional team here. I was a Hawkeye, so we, oh, were, and yeah, we still yeah. don't have a professional team. But I grew up watching no. B.J. Armstrong and Roy Marble and Kevin, yeah. Kevin Gamble. We had, we were good back then, and uh, that, so I thought I, my first year of basketball, we were number one. I was like, oh, this is going to be the best, and. Not. <laughs> we <laughs> Not. got to be number two like four years ago. I think we got up to number two, and I was like, finally, for the first time in 30. And then we lost like nine in a row. Oh, it's yeah. the most Iowa thing ever. So, yeah, I just give up hope. Hey, you know what? I was shocked. I got to be on moving on to a different sport here, but I was shocked when when the Vikings missed that extra point on, on uh, Sunday. That shocks you? I thought, here it comes. Here it This is a Viking collapse. They're going to lose yeah. to a horrible team on the road. But then they just kicked their ass. It was unbelievable. Right. I don't like that first touchdown extra point being missed. That's yeah. never a good sign. No. What's this the record now? Uh, they're they're not. What are they? Let's see. The, the they're ten and four, and the Packers are eleven and three. You always got to temper your enthusiasm with the Vikings. Yes, you do. But I think that helps. I learned finally. <laughs> I finally learned to not count on my. Queens, as they say. But at least the Vikings, you know, there's all this disappointment and sadness, but at least there's a lot of good teams to look back on, you know? Oh, yeah. no. You know, it's not it's not like they're the the Clippers of the, well, not the Clippers now, but, you know, like, they're not, yeah. a, they're not a joke decade in, decade out. You mean, like, both teams in L.A.? Yeah. Holy Christ, the Rams and Chargers are horrible. Yeah. Uh, the Rams looked like they are going to be better, and then, of course, they got massacred this past, what was the Cowboys beat them, I think? Yeah. I can't remember. But, um... I don't know. Being a being a Minnesota sports fan is not easy, man. Twins. It's been and I. That's funny because I was talking to you know Andy's sister, Alex, who just turned thirty. Uh, well, she she'll be thirty one in February, right? So I'm talking to her and she goes, "God, the Vikings. Every year they collapse. They lost another one this year, and I, you know this is last year. I'm talking to right. Said, yeah, to tell you the truth, you got your Timberwolves, got your Wild. These are two teams that spend a lot of money but can't win. You got your Vikings. They never seem to be able to get there." Well, but at least we had the twins in '87 and '91, and she said, "I was eight months old in '91." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, like, never mind, never mind about the twins being good in 1991. 
I remember oh, watching yeah. that game. I was in Northern Iowa, where Iowa just. If we don't have a team, which we don't, we just blend into whatever state's closest. Yeah. So Northern yeah. Iowa is all Minnesota stuff. Yeah. Yep. Eastern Ohio yep. or Eastern Iowa is uh, the Cubs because oh yeah, always have been. It's not very White Soxy, but always uh, have been. They've always been Cub fans yeah. there. Well, I think they, they they had a minor league team there forever. Yeah, the Iowa Cubs, Cubs still the do. Iowa Cubs. They yeah. still do. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Kerry Woods played there. Yeah. You know, right. Like he was rehabbing or something like that. God, those those games are fun. I used mm-hmm. to, you know when I was working at Capitol Records, I used to drive around the, you know the countryside quite a bit, and going to those games was so much fun. It was unbelievable. Yeah. God, it was a great time. Do you know that they're doing, uh, they're making, a, they're going to have the first pro game in Iowa regulation season at the Field of Dreams? I did hear that. Yeah. Yep, I did hear that. It's like 8,000-seater, so it's not huge, but you have to walk through the corn to get to it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah, walk see, through I'd it. love that. Yeah. I would love to do that. we got about a minute left, so I want to hear about the the uh, show tonight and the tickets and the pass, all the stuff. Yeah, it's, it's Wednesday, so it's uh, December 18th. Uh, oh, it's tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, and then it's uh, for for four seats or more, uh, you put in the online Brody HOC, B-R-O-D-Y-H-O-C, all one word, and you get 50% off four more That's tickets. That's phenomenal. Yeah, and so bring your bring your company party out. It's going to be like we're going to tailor it to like stuff that you could bring your office people to. It'll still be really fun yeah. and have a good time. And, uh, yeah, and go to my uh, – if you go to my website, MikeBrody.com, I have links to, like, my YouTube channel that has uh, all my vlogs with the behind the scenes and subscribe. That would right. be nice. No, I tell you, I- I've noticed, because we've had comedians on the morning show for 34 years now, right, mm. a lot of guys are working much cleaner now. Why do you think that happened? I think that there – well, there is a, there's a whole special. Like, I have a dry bar comedy special. That's mm-hmm. all clean, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. it just reaches more people. And I mean, I I think funny is funny. I don't. It's not a moral thing for me. I just think you know I can write this joke. Like on the cruise, you have to do a dirty show. It's easier. I can take those clean jokes and dirty them up. I can. It's yeah, not that, it's not that hard. Yep, yep. But like when you have a dirty joke and then suddenly you have to do a G-rated with it. You yo man, I have to neuter this thing and tear it apart. And it's, yeah. it's a lot harder to go that way than it is the other. I can see. And that. I think it's just. I mean, if you want to do late night TV, I mean, it depends on which one you're on, but you have to be relatively clean. Right. So I think it's just a muscle that it's good to have instead of last minute struggling to get it all together. So, Well, always a pleasure to see you. Merry Christmas. Thank Happy you. Merry New Christmas. Year. All the best tomorrow night at the House of Comedy. Mike Brody, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. Yeah.